Welcome to the High Key Low Key Podcast and Sit Still Studios. I'm your host Josh and co-host Jay and Stefan will be tuning in here shortly. Brought to you by Rudaru Radio. That is R-U-D-A-R-O-O Radio.com. R-U-D-A-R-O-O Radio.com. Ow. What'd it do? Zzzzzing. Hello, welcome to the High Key Low Key Podcast. This will be our 19th show. 19th motherfucking show. Our 19th show. No, Stefan. Yeah, I know. Stefan couldn't make it tonight, but we do have Kelsey here. She's sitting in my spot tonight. Like an engineer. <laughs> Pretending. Say hello, punky. <laughs> Where is Stefan? Chicago? Yeah. yeah. Do you think he's watching? Stefan, if you're watching, it sucks you are not hear me, but have fun. Have a dope-ass time. Yeah, I saw some shit on Instagram. I think he's seeing someone live. Ooh. Oh, that's cool. That's what he usually does when he goes to Chicago. I mean... The Shed Aquarium is in Chicago? Yeah. I fucking love that place. Yeah, me too. Chicago's pretty dope. It's got some dope places. With a shitty-ass fucking mayor right now. It's shitty-ass politics in Chicago. And Illinois in general. But fuck that conversation. We have some great music. Great, great music. Uh, Love Past Blue. I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah, 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 that's pretty cool. And so far, their bassist sounds really dope. You have some background on them? I wrote some yeah, shit down. Yeah, yeah, of course. Let's guy, get some info. The guy, I don't know which one it was that sent me this information, but they're based out of Texas, but go back and forth from Dallas to L.A. to play. Nice. Um, but they're a four-piece. There's Cleo, Joe, Jack, and Logan. And uh, you can find them on all the outlets, like all Facebook, Probably Twitter, probably Instagram. Spotify is where we're playing their music from. Yeah, they're on Spotify, Amazon. They're everywhere, which is awesome. We gotta get our music out there and some stuff. We gotta get our music, period. Yeah. Let alone out there. Wednesday. Yeah, I completely made sure that I have Wednesday off, so I'm not going in. They're not going to call me in. Look forward to a demo from us very soon. Sit still show. Yeah, dude. But yeah, we're going to play a lot of music from uh, Love Past Blue. They're kind of like a rockish vibe, which with a kind of singer. Several. Girl singer? Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, she's a lady. But I think... I think. I've heard like... Um, like, yeah, it's overall rock music, man. But there's influence from all over the place. So I, I wonder if really... they like Paramore. I don't know. I'm maybe. Like Paramore. I'm sure Paramore. one to like two members likes Paramore. Of the band. Everybody likes. Paramore. That's not true. Everybody doesn't like Paramore. I don't understand. I know you don't. Hmm. Different strokes for different folks. Maybe some people are like, I like everything else, but you are the only exception. Paramore. <coughs> I don't think that's true. That's not possible. No. I didn't right. really do that because they have a song called, like, You Are the Only Exception. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't catch that. Punny. Pun cakes. Puntastic. But, either way, they're super cool music, dude. I'm not talking about Paramore. I'm talking about Love Plast- Past Blue. God, I can't say that. Um, say that three times fast. Love Past Blue? Love Past Blue, Love Past Blue, Love Past Blue. I can't I th- do that. Love Pass Blue. I think we Love talk a little bit too much about big mainstream artists sometimes. Like fucking rappers. We talk about too many mainstream rappers. Yes, too speaking much, of that, too. I've got a section today about speaking of uh, new shit, like new bands to look up with new music. New music. Ghost. Ghost is one of them. The Prequel. With the video for rats, or as Papa Emeritus says, rats. He dances like he was in Dirty Dancing or or uh, Footloose. Sorry, brother, going. No, you're fine, dude. I was just listening. But yeah, new bands look up with new music 
There's Licky Lee. That's L Y K K E L I. Licky Lee. And then there's a Johnny Marr. These are all people who have new music out. There's the Get Up Kids. The Get Up Kids. And sounds like a ska band. Yeah. I haven't listened to any of these. I should probably check them out, honestly, since I have them written down. Just saying, if you want a new band. We're just promoting them. What if they're neo-Nazis or something? <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're, hey, if you're into neo-Nazi shit, then fuck you for one, but... How are you going to say it, too? But... And then there's snail mail. Snail mail? Damn. That is a dope-ass name, dude. I love it. That's, like, how I feel every time I, like, order something. You know? If you order something online and you're waiting for it, and, like, That's two days snail. seems like 28 days, fucking snail mail. Or maybe their mailman was, like, a fat snail-looking guy who had a hunch that resembled a shell. And weird long eyeballs on antenna. Antenna? Antenna. No, antenna. For some reason, I feel like there's this, like, animated movie about snails. Turbo, isn't that what it's called? Yeah, but yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. He sort of looks like Gary. Yeah. <coughs> kind of a funny movie. <laughs> I only know that because I have little sisters. You're like, I have kids, man. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And I'm also sort of a child. Yeah, I like animated movies. Not all of them. I'm, I'm, I think there was like this weird phase to where like a lot of the ones that I've seen were just kind of like, meh. Like my kids love trolls. I don't see the yeah. big fucking deal in that movie. I don't think it's that great. I they agree. like Moana better, though. And... It's That's true. Moana is a good movie. The yeah, fucking it's... graphics for that movie are insane, dude. Insane. Oh, I'm gonna have your welcome stuck in my head for like ever. Yeah. Forever that song will be stuck in my head. Shit's pretty funny though. Yeah. Until somebody says, Have you heard of Mr. Bob? Mr. Dabalina? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah. Mr. Lena, Mr. Bob Doppelina. I'm sure we could play that. <laughs> Fucking rights. Let's just boop. We don't know what what happened. Uh, we just rolled with it. So don't sue us. Del the funky homo sapien. You think he'd mind? You think he'd be an asshole about it? I don't know. I know we could. I, I could guarantee you that, especially because we don't collect money, we could play Mortal Techniques music. Like, he, he, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? He bootlegged his own fucking record and just gave it to people. He posts his music for free. He encourages, like, taking your CD and burning it for, like, everybody that you know and shit like that. Guarantee we could play his music. But, I think we played too much rad. We got, I think we played, not too much, we played enough to move on. Yeah. Because... It's been a lot of rap lately. It has been a lot of rap. The, uh... What was it? The Disposables, right? That punk rock that punk band? The Distractions? The Distractions? Is that what it was? Is that the one? That was a while. Yeah. Or, just... um... Love Songs for Junkies. No, not that one. And then there was also fucking, uh... The Virgin Mobile Meth Lab. Yeah. We should totally play some more of those guys. That was... They're awesome. Love that good experimental type shit, dude. Fucking great. That was awesome. That's some straight underground right there. Like, it was raw shit. Yeah. I was talking to Brady one day. Shout out to fucking Brady. We should get him back on here. Is it he Brady works? Facts. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Stefan. Uh, Brady works where, like, in the town that I live in, so every once in a while at night when I stop there I see him you know and we'll talk to him for a second yeah we should get him back on here he's got really dope music we gotta 
good live. Get that charity thing uh, booked here soon. He's throwing down too, man. It's a lot to do. It is. It's a lot to get done. There are a lot of bands that are down. We got a DJ. We got the sound system. Um, we've got the bands. Stefan says he's got the kegs. We're just trying to get t-shirts. There's going to be this live artist that's going to be painting this giant canvas as the entire show goes on. I honestly think we should bring this equipment too. Turn that shit on and have a show. But I, that was my idea. I'll run that shit. I'll fucking radio the fuck out of the entire thing going on, dude. Except when we play. Except when we play. You can just put my mic and I'll bullshit while we're playing. I'll mute it during the song and then when we're, when we're done, I'll... I'll, I'll... <laughs> <laughs> Slap the microphone on it. I won't shut the fuck up, brother. Pre-record the entire show on the drums. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Go all fucking who was it? Who was lip syncing and then the music stopped and she just did a funky little jig. Is that Ashley Simpson. Yes. Oh god. Yeah, she like. Yeah. <laughs> she basically did the it dance. That's true. That is very true. Fucking a, dude. How could I would rather play raw and fuck up than like fake play, lip sync, or extra track your guitar, or fucking what the fuck ever have you. Like, fuck that, man. Gives it to it raw, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. What is it that Jeff says? Hmm? Oh, got a really good buddy back home named Jeff. Jeff Rowe! Uh, My name is Jeff. He's like, he's just a fucking genius. In, like, every way, man. And if you asked him, he would never tell you he was. He would probably tell you that he's a horrible fucking person for some weird reason, but he's really not. He's, he's extremely intelligent. And the dude taught me so much about music, man, and, like, pulled me out of this, like, weird mentality that I was getting. If it wasn't for Jeff, dude, I never would have listened to shit like Modest Mouse. He's literally the sole reason why I love Modest Mouse. He's like, here's like eight Modest Mouse CDs. Don't fucking leave your house until you listen to all of them. <laughs> I'm like, okay. So I burned him on my fucking iPod, my iPod and fucking listened to him all, dude. But My iPod. My, my, I, I, I put them on my iPad. Um, but Jeff had this thing like... He would never play quiet, like, because I always like to play quiet, because I always like a lot of distortion, and, you know, if you're just sit down and practicing, you get, like, really good tone. If you kind of keep it turned down a little bit, he's like, fuck that, man, because if I play the, play the wrong note, I'm going to play so fucking loud that everybody hears it. I'm like, yeah, there, there you go. I think Let's about that quote a lot. Like, Jeff's a great guy. He taught me a lot about anything, and I barely know him. He's just a that type of person. Mm -hmm. He's the shit, man. Everybody fucking loves him. I've never met a single person that said they didn't fucking love him. Like, I remember we were in like eighth grade, dude, and he was fucking playing guitar like he was 20. And then the eighth grade field trip for DC, that's like a nationwide thing, apparently, like a bunch of schools do it. Oh, yeah. Jeff, uh,. <laughs> Decided to steal a bunch of CDs and some other shit, and eventually he got caught, but when he got home, his mom grounded him for the entire fucking summer. And, like, once in a while, he could chill with my buddy Niall, and, like, they grew up together. So he was allowed to, like, go to his house sometimes and stay the night, and then, like, of course, we would be there and be able to see him. But he basically just, like, studied music and practiced, and, like came out a fucking machine dude and it transformed him from being this like sort of headbanger type kid to like a fucking blues player and then like he just changed and molded and fucking sounds like fucking prodigy dude. he really is dude like he doesn't even give himself credit and then his fucking brother like to boot his older brother like what the fuck dude they are so good at what they do it's outstanding but yeah, if you hit that wrong yeah. note, hit it fucking loud. Get the Jeff on here, man. 
That'd be awesome. He lives in Michigan. He probably would, dude. There are so many musicians up there that, like, I would love to get on here. Or even this dude, Dane, uh, who's, like, he does, like, live art shows and shit like that. Um, He's actually, like, running this small, like, venue and shit, trying to get artists of whatever kind and shit in there. I should get some details on that from him. Maybe we can shout him out. But I know he was doing, like, live art shows and shit like that. He's amazing, dude. We sat down. We were at my boy's house just burning down, being fucking teenagers. And it was, like, the first time any of my other friends outside of one town met all of, like, you know. It's like, world's colliding as a kid. And I was, like, bragging about how good of an artist Dane was. And I was like, dude, just, like, I don't know, fucking draw Smeagol. And in, like, five minutes, he just prints out a fucking perfect Smeagol from Lord of the fucking Rings. Like, he was looking at a live picture of him. Like, what the fuck, dude? It was so good. I literally just power-watched the three Lord of the Rings. Did you? Fuck. Like, in one day? No. God, I was gonna say shit. Like, two days, though. I watched <coughs> The Fellowship in the morning before I went to work. And then I watched Two Towers afterwards and I passed out and then continued the rest of it the rest of the day and then watched Return of the King with my wife when she got home. It's a great fucking movie right there. Two Towers is my favorite. I think Two Towers is probably my favorite. Nah, Fellowship's my favorite. I That's my wife's favorite. She's like, it starts everything off. It's... The exposition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And there's so much, I don't know, it's it's a very good build-up, and I think it's just a nostalgic thing of why it's my favorite. Two Towers is badass, though, dude. That's why I love that one. Gandalf fucking coming back like a motherfucker. And you think it's Saruman the entire time? Yeah, dude. It's like, what? Kelsey's not a fan. Yeah, what the heck? She hasn't even made it to the last two yet. I barely made it to the first one. I've watched the first one a hundred times, but I've never watched the first one. It's, it's right down her fucking alley. I'm sorry. No, I just, I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I don't get the hype. I want to cut you off there. It's music time. It is! <laughs> also, you don't play a lot of the well. I'm sorry. Sorry. I know. I get it a lot. Star Wars, I would understand because it's a bit nerdy. Yeah. But her nerdy side is like Lord of the Rings fantasy style shit. Harry Potter? Harry Potter's cool. I mean, it's okay. I guess. Don't tell anyone that I said that Okay. I like Lord of the Rings way better than I do Harry Potter. Oh, fuck yeah. Definitely. I would probably say I like the Hobbit series, like the whole J.R.R. Tolkien uh, legacy better than I like the Star Wars legacy. Yeah. Especially like original writings of the There's Hobbit. And so stuff. much more in depth. Mm-hmm. And not to mention like it, if you pair up shit like with Star Wars with like real life society and shit... It's completely just drawing symbolism as opposed to Lord of the Rings, which was literally, The Hobbit was modeled after him being in the First World War and the whole everything. So, it's actually got fucking, like, reverence in its originality. George Lucas was just kind of randomly spitting out his own universe and it became a massive hit. Which he eventually sold. Greedo shooting first was the stupidest idea known to man. So this is Love Past Blue with a song called Faded. Frame. Oh. Took it down to your 
Obviously, that's called Faded, and we're going to play another one, since Josh is grabbing us burr. When you're selling online. No commercials. How's it going, brother? What was that song called, Faded? Yeah. Yes, it was. My wife was listening, and she was like, the song is dope. She liked it? Did she really say dope? Yeah. No, she didn't. Thanks, bro. No, she didn't. She definitely did not say dope. That would have been awesome. I do like it. I'm gonna let this play real quick. Okay. Because I don't. I you gotta do it. Ads. Yeah, I feel you. We're gonna do it doubly though. Gonna play another song. There's there's a lot of material, honestly. Isn't there? Like, I mean, yeah. I didn't really check out the Spotify, but. All right, so. This song is called Castaway. Uh, I would like to say shout out to their engineer as well. Sounds really good and it sounds really live, but like, you know, like it sounds live, but it sounds really good. Like it doesn't sound overproduced, but it's it doesn't sound like shit. For that song. Sort of, yeah, it was really good. Anyway, this is called Castaway. Bye, the past blue.
ass blue. I told you the bassist was good. You hear him slapping his bass guitar fast and loose like some kind of delirious funky priest. <laughs> yeah, seriously though. Yeah, that breakdown, that bass breakdown was awesome. He carries the songs very well. I bet he has fun playing, dude. Oh, you can yeah. see him like fucking grooving yeah, that for real. shit so hard. Bass guitar fucking rules. And the world needs to appreciate bass guitar. Not bassists. Because, you know, well, I'm not going to repeat Glenn Fricker's, what is it, rule number two. But, uh, <clears throat> bass guitar fucking owns, dude. Yeah, it does. Like, ska bass? Fuck yeah. Or, or reggae bass? Fuck yeah. Some good fucking metal bass, even though half the time they're just rocking with the guitarist. Like, fucking awesome. John Campbell from Lamb of God. Holy shit. Dude, he's so good. Victor Wooten, man. Victor Wooten's amazing. I could just sit and watch the YouTube videos of him playing bass. Old Stu Ham and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> it's good news time, buddy. Good news. My wife did good news time today, so... Thank you, Jess. But she did use Good News Network. Your same source, right? The same source that I always use. Shout out to you guys. Because all it's an organization that goes out and finds some decent, credible shit. Go! <laughs> Alright, story one, man. Long uh, lost John Coltrane. I think that's your phone interrupting the feed. Oh, shit. Here, read this, buddy. Yes, so good news about the jazz legend himself. <clears throat> Long, <clears throat> sorry. Long lost John Coltrane album discovered after 55 years. There are a few names that are synonymous with jazz as John Coltrane. And even though he died in 1967, he still has a few surprises for us. Um... His wife is still around, though. Yeah. 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 Mm. A long-lost Coltrane record has recently resurfaced and has been prepared for release by Indulge, with an exclamation point, records. The album, which is called Both Directions at Once, will be published on June 29th. The first track of the album, which is only called United Original 11383, that's... Who's going to remember that? Uh, nobody. I think that's the point. Has already been released online, so we can probably check that out sometime. The material for the album was all recorded in a single day back in March 1963. Coltrane's backing band is made up of the same three musicians, Jimmy Garrison on bass, Elvin Jones on drums, and pianist McCoy Tyner, who helped produce some of the saxophonist's most prominent works, such as A Love Supreme. In addition to recording six original songs, the album also contains a never-before-heard version of Nat King Cole's Nature Boy, according to The Guardian. Double news source right there. How do you like that? After Coltrane finished recording the seven-song album 55 years ago, he entrusted a reference copy of the album to his first wife, Juanita Naima. I think I'm pronouncing her last name right. If not, sorry. Despite their failing marriage, the two divorced in 1966, one year before Coltrane died, and the record remained in the hands of her family until they recently found it buried in storage. Damn. Hmm. What's the rest of this story? Okay. So, who is this? Uh... New York Times says, in 1963, all these musicians are reaching some of the heights of their musical powers, said John Coltrane's son, Ravi, or Ravi, do you know how to say that? Name's Ravi. Uh, he also plays saxophone, and he helped prepare the album for its release. On this record, you get a dense sense of John with one foot in the past and one foot headed towards his future, he added. Sonny Rollins, another historically significant jazz saxophone, said that finding rediscovering the Coltrane record was finding a new room in the Great Pyramid. That's a really good analogy for that, I'm sure. Yeah. 
some old jazz right there, dude. Yeah, and I mean, I think in itself, because of how much money jazz does not make, I, I, I feel okay kind of preemptively saying that their family's not just trying to make money off of its name. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I guess kudos to them for sending out some some shit because honestly sure that's what he would have wanted too. yeah man and honestly if I was like her family and I found that shit I would be like dude fuck everybody I'm gonna listen to this myself and sell it for billions of dollars I'd be a total dick about it and sell it but no I'm just joking <laughs> <laughs> it's really cool though alright dude second story man that my wife found probably cause she likes Beyonce and Jay Z but uh, as means of encouraging their young fans to volunteers, uh, Beyonce and Jay-Z are offering up free concert tickets as a reward to volunteering. Nice. It's uh, the Be Good, Do Good campaign. means that any UK fan who volunteers for the Prince's Trust or Global Citizen will have a chance to win two tickets to any European or UK show on the On The Run Tour 2 which kicked off earlier this week. Any UK fans wishing to volunteer for a chance to win tickets can either sign up on the Be Good webpage or go through the two charity websites. Both organizations will have an online volunteer sign-up component to win a pair of general tickets and an auction for a chance to win a pair of VIP tickets to the OTR2 Stadium Tour in UK and Europe in select markets. Princess Trust additionally will have an option for online donations which will help UK youth facing a tremendous life crisis including homelessness, unemployment, and mental well-being issues. Nice. Yeah, the Be Good, uh, Do Good campaign kicked off in Cardiff, uh, Wales. On a Wednesday along with the Princess Trust, the youth charity founded by a Prince of Wales in 1976 to help change youth youth lives. Beyonce also partnered with the Prince's Trust in 2014 during her solo Mrs. Carter show world tour. Global Citizen continues the campaign in Europe starting on June 19th in Amsterdam, the Netherlands. Uh, first launched in 2012, Global Citizen is an international advocacy organization working to end extreme poverty by 2030. Nice. Cool for Jay-Z and Beyonce. That's awesome. Get motherfuckers to do some shit, you know what I mean? Yeah. Which, I would say, contrary to what a lot of people will talk shit about millennials, dude, people haven't seen this much, like, like, philanthropy and, like, political activism since the fucking, like, there's so 60s. many people wanting to help. That yeah, man. So like people willing. that hate on millennials, like, fuck you guys. Because they're idiots of every generation, so stop calling out the ones in ours and saying that either A, that's all of us, or saying they're idiots for shit that you're completely wrong about. Because our kids rule. And I'm pretty sure that, like, the older millennials, like, like Kelsey and I, our kids' generation is going to be, like, the coolest fucking generation of all time, dude. Like, they're going to be such awesome people. I want to have some cool kids. Yeah, I did. You guys have some freaking cool kids. Thanks, dude. Our kids are pretty cool. Read that status about Sonny and uh, Finn, the whole married thing. <laughs> I was, Jess and I were fucking laughing so hard. Oh, my she gosh. She was so mad. She was so sad about it. Like, she didn't want to marry her brother. She, But the second I was like, no, you don't have to marry your brother. It's okay. She's like, then she's like, no, I'm going to. You can't stop me. And, like, stomped away. Like, oh, okay. Then I guess you have to marry your brother because he bought you a flower or picked you a flower or whatever. She's always saying the craziest things, though. She's so funny. I wish I could talk to people as well as she could. Even when she's more reserved towards somebody because she gets weird feelings. You know what I mean? Like, if we weren't there, she would ignore and run. <laughs> but... When we're around, she's just, she's not rude. She's still very polite, but you can tell she's, like, you know, not really feeling you, dude. But still, like, that person wouldn't know that she's being withdrawn or reserved towards them, you know? 
But we would. But other than that, she could talk to anybody, dude. Like, about anything. She'll fucking tell you shit that happened to her, like, four days ago. And she's not making it up or, like, exaggerating her stories. Like, she's just fucking hilarious when she's sitting there talking to you. The kids would be playing and stuff, and I'll go sit down and just, like, start chilling. And Sonny will come up and be like, hey, you want to talk for a little bit? And I was like, yeah, of course, kid. Let's, let's hash it out. What's up? She's great. She can find anything that you're looking for at all times. If you ever can't find something, go to Sunny and she'll find it. She may have never seen it in her life. And you'll ask her where it is. And it's like, oh, if you look over on the table underneath the radio. And you lifted it up, and there it is. Every time. Like, she's always right. She can find anything. It's really funny. It's insane. It's, like, crazy. I've never... She's four. How... I don't know where anything is. How does she know where the stuff is? She's our wayfinder. She's our wayfinder. So, story three. Reading ahead. Awesome story. Uh, name I have no idea how to pronounce, and I'm sure I'm going to butcher it. Let me it. see this. This one right here. Jean... Jean Jean... John Job Ruish Sinars. I don't know. Ruish Sinars. Ruish Sinars. Let's just go with that. Okay, so. <clears throat> a generator that creates electricity from gravity could revolutionize renewable energy if our paid politicians would allow us to input renewable energy infrastructure and create a shit ton of jobs for motherfuckers and Dude, help save the planet. But fuck that, right? A Let's, lot of states are taking it into their own hands yeah, and they are. fucking doing shit. We've like got some in Argus. It's really cool. It's awesome. A, a solar panel field in Argus. But yeah, you're right. Um, this is from the Good News Network, yes. A Dutch inventor has successfully created a contraption that generates electricity from gravity, and it could revolutionize the future of renewable energy. John Job Ruchesenars, I do. I wish I knew how to say his name, because I guarantee you awesome. we're not even close to how to say it. Anyway, he's uh, from Gravity Energy Limited. He recently finished his prototype of Gravity Energy Generator. The generator works by unbalancing a weight so that the gravitational energy becomes available as input to a piezo generator. This means that the gentle breeze is enough to generate the electricity. In this video interview with Reuters... As if I don't know who Reuters is, I read news from him... Okay. <clears throat> In this video interview from Reuters, who usually is completely full of shit, says that his generator could reach up to 93% energy efficiency. It's surprising that Reuters would actually promote somebody like this, because typically they're the type of people that promote a scientist that works for, say, like, ExxonMobil to go out there and say, climate change doesn't exist. I don't know why everything is in Trump's voice anymore. But that's typically Reuters for you. They're extremely conservative. The Amsterdam-based company was purchased by Angel Investor. Is that a thing? Uh, Jeroen van Damhammer. Von, von Denhammer. Really? Jeroen van Denhammer? Dude, that's amazing. Look, check it out. Van den Hammer. That's so cool. But anyway, he said the high efficiency in the comparison to existing sustainable methods such as wind turbines and solar panels, panels caught our attention. This could be a game changer. So that sounds really cool. I think this related story that was crossed out about Tesla's giant record-breaking battery showing stunning success, success by uh, saving money. Uh, how do I say this? Nikolai Tesla is probably the most screwed over human being in the entire face of the fucking planet, which in turn screwed up the entire fucking planet. If they wouldn't, if like Edison wouldn't have been involved in shit and like paying people off and shit and killing animals and shit we would have been relying more on Tesla's ideology for power structure and power source, and we probably wouldn't be poisoning and killing the planet the way we are now. It's that simple. But, once again, the fossil fuel industry reigns. 
People don't like change either. They do not like change me. I mean, I'm, of course, there's that minority out there. They're like, yeah, change. Bring it on. Yeah. It's sad. It's sad. Let me see that paper. We got some local shit. Oh, here. local news and music. Local news and music news. Kid Cudi came out with some new music. Kid see, I love Kid Cudi, man. Really? Yeah. Even though most of his music's just him tripping balls on acid and yeah, it's whatever, writing stuff. Boy, do his thing once the fuck ever. I like Kid Cudi, bro. And then <laughs> post Post Malone's better. Yeah. Okay. I I agree. Post Malone's amazing. I wish the. There's not a song that I don't like by Post Malone. Dude, Post Malone needs to make music with Skrillex. That would be dope. Because most of his songs would be cool. Even, like, him singing shitty. Like, it would be cool without the stupid fucking repetitive, same old recycled fucking beat. Dude, he does this thing with his voice. Where it just, like, fluctuates. It's just a slight on auto-tune. Because he has a shit voice, technically. He uses auto-tune. He'll straight tell you, man. He don't give a fuck. I mean, I saw this charity event, though, dude, on Netflix, where he was singing. He did pretty decent. It's on Netflix? Yeah, it was on Netflix. It was the Seth Rogen. Oh, the Hilarity for Charity. Yeah, yeah, we did watch that. Was that not the most raunchiest thing, like, ever? That was hilarious, dude. All the dicks. Yeah. That was funny as fuck. Anyway. Godsmack came out with a new album as well. I like Godsmack as well. Yeah, Soli's a good good guy. He's a good musician, dude. He wrote, like, all of their first record all by himself. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's, like, what got him famous. Some Dave Grohl shit. Yeah, yeah. He's a great drummer, too, man. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Shannon Larkin, is that his last name? Uh, Who eventually came in. He's, He's a really good drummer. Like that guy, the guy that came in after the self-titled record. Yeah, yeah, he's awesome. They're always doing drum solos on their concerts, dude. It's such an old school thing to it do, is man. So of course. great. Yeah, we should do some shit like that. You, I know you could do it, man. Solo on drums? <laughs> no, I can't solo. Bullshit. I just Bullshit. do warm up exercises. I can't. So shut up. I don't dude. so <laughs> That's drums. why he does. So <laughs> I can't do. And then just plays it all out, rocks it, and then it's like, what? It's not that big of a deal. That sounds exactly like you, dude. It's not <laughs> soloing. It's just like exercises that sound like you're doing something good. Like tapping. Like I'm just tapping. If you sound like you're doing something good while playing the drums, that means you're playing something good. Okay, I it sounds crazier and heavier and harder. (sighs) I know to be offended by that. She's half muggle. I would say half muggle because she has potential and like slight knowledge. You're a half blood. She's a half blood. <laughs> Alright, so finish this story so we can play a song because I got music. Yeah, we're gonna play off play a lot of music to finish this off. But uh look forward to Panic of the Disco's new album coming out too. They're always doing new music. That's true. And they're they've heard always on tour and shit. Out. Yeah. Yeah, their singer is something else though. He's got some lungs on him. So much range. Yeah, I'm not a fan of his voice, but he is damn good. So say that. But I don't like him. Yeah. But I can admit he's good. He's good, yeah. yeah. Same thing with what's his name from Fallout Boy, too. He's a really good singer. Stump. I just hate his fucking voice. Isn't his name something Stump? No, Patrick. I don't Patrick Stump. Patty Stump. Patty Stump. <laughs> uh, also, okay, locally. There, locally, there's a flood benefit relief concert happening next week, uh, June 18th. Cool. Details are on the Plymouth, Indiana Music Community page, which I share 
Border time. Locally, the local events happening are all on there. People from all around send me stuff too on there too, man. It's it's pretty cool. It was a good idea. Yeah. Not many people have come up with that idea around here. And it shows that you care, man. You care. Okay? Care about these musicians, man. We will soon be able to record motherfuckers, too. But, news. Oh, yeah. The Mayor's Month of Music is in August, too. Look forward to that. There's going to be a lot of local bands playing in August. Sweet. But, yeah. Thanks, uh, Love Pass Blue. One more song, two more songs, three maybe. Depends how much time we have. We have ten minutes, so probably like two more songs. Okay, this is called Traveler. Traveler. Hey, let's go finish this. I'm still late.
last one called? It is too gone. Too uh, gone. Uh, no, um, I mean it's it's gone. I don't know. Oh, I thought you said it was too gone. <laughs> <laughs> I bet I can find it though because it just recycled. But that's love past blue. Mm-hmm. Well, we're gonna sign off here, everyone. We've got the whole four minutes. We got four minutes. Let's do this. So, uh, you want to know any bullshit? Give me anything, and I will tell you bullshit about it. I'm ready to fucking rant today, dude. <laughs> the last four minutes is a J rant. It's fucking shitty. Everything's fucking shitty, dude. You know that term about everything's going to hell in a handbasket? Yeah, that's totally what's happening right now. Everybody, I'm just letting you know. Economically, people will argue, well, the stock market's doing well, so that means everything's good. No, that means rich motherfuckers are doing good, and we're about to get fucked. Have you ever heard of the boom-bust cycle? This is what's happening. Right now, we're in a boom. And then what's going to happen next? Bust, face palm, dead, everybody's done, nobody gives a fuck, game over, man. It's completely fucked. And then, you got fucking people who are like, hey, we don't like the president. He said that people should get fired because they're exercising their constitutional right while you hang the constitution over teenagers' heads while they're complaining about dying in school. So they're like... Hey, man, we don't want to go to the White House. So he turns around, and then he fucking says, Oh, I disinvited him. No, 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 no. They said, we don't want to go. So he covers his ass and said, No, I disinvited him. Everybody loves me. Look at the size of my crowds and my hands. They're enormous. He's a fucking dick. So, who? what was it? Somebody on Fox News, of course. They were trying to say that the Eagles were actually protesting during like the national anthem and they didn't they were like spreading pictures of them praying before the national anthem even like played they were all on any praying and shit which is typical players do that shit all the fucking time dude so they took that and tried saying that they were fucking protesting which i don't think any eagles player protested i don't think anybody on their team like not one actually protested during the national anthem what the fuck? They just blatantly fucking lie to us now and it's okay. Our journalists are allowed to do whatever the fuck and call themselves journalists. Talking about Russia and fucking porn stars and the fucking president and shit. What the fuck? Dude, we're like bombing motherfuckers. I don't give a shit. It's bullshit. But if you talk about that, you're anti-American. What the fuck? Dude... If we keep escalating shit with everybody around the planet, and if there ends up being a draft, I'm protesting. I'm not getting drafted. Fuck that. I'm not going to a war I don't fucking support. I'm claiming disability on that shit. I'm not even claiming disability. I'm claiming fuck you, motherfuckers. Oh, that too. <laughs> I'm claiming uh, I'm exercising my first right, which is... um. <laughs> to protest. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I've been watching Rick and Morty too much. <laughs> they do this. So <laughs> He's awesome. We got one minute, my friend. Alright, so to wrap it up, it's depressing, man. It's gonna tear a motherfucker down. It's gonna tear a motherfucker down. I need to get away from it and digress. Focus on the good news. Focus on the good news. Like that weird particle accelerator type shit. Particle that, accelerator? That's definitely not what it was, but... No. <laughs> you know what that's for? That's for splitting atoms. Dude, do you know what the word atom means? It comes from Greek. It means indivisible. Indivisible. So it's called an atom because we once upon a time thought we couldn't split it. Guess what, motherfucker? Not only could we split them, but we could photograph them. Take that, you flat earth bitch. <laughs> Check us out Instagram Facebook Love y'all Rudy Root Radio Shout out Stefan We love you Goodbye <laughs>